Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm really hot tonight. It's like 90-something degrees, and I just worked out super pregnant, sweaty, gross. But other than that, I'm fine. It's uh, it's warm here, too, but uh, I worked out in the basement today, so I did not have that problem. What was your workout? What did you do? Oh, it was gross. It Well, it was supposed to be running and deadlifts, like 200 meter runs, then 10 deadlifts, 10 rounds. And then you rested five minutes and then you did five back squats and 35 double unders for seven rounds. It was like long and sweaty, but I obviously did some walking instead of running and some assault biking instead of double undering and some sumo deadlifts instead of, I'm making it work. You know, we're just, we're making it work. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, stuff. I did a 30 minute bike ride on my C2 bike and then I went downstairs and I did, um, 10, eight, six, four, two of back squats and two, four, six, eight, 10 of strict handstand pushups. So it was 10 and two, eight and four. And my goal was to do all the handstand pushups unbroken. And I got through eight of the round of 10 unbroken and I couldn't go. I was so mad. Uh, oh, so mad. Heartbreaking. I know. I'm like, come on, I just need two more. But I, you know, I haven't done them for a month. So I felt really good that I got that far. So nice. It's a good push pull. Did you program that for yourself? I did. Hmm. And I went moderate really heavy. You know, like I, I made pretty big jumps in the back squat. So it was, and I was doing it every two, it was a, every two minutes. It was a 10 minute workout. So you do one round every two minutes. And every round would take me like kind of right at two minutes, you know, like, because I'm changing my own plates and all that. So. That's good, though. It's a good cadence. Yeah, it's, it's like good. you've been doing this for a while. I know, right? <laughs> yep. I, I always laugh to myself and think, you know, if I ever wanted to get around to owning a gym or just even just get my level one, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I humbly <laughs> really understand programming, you know, like I've just yep. seen so much programming. You can't help but really understand it after a decade, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. I enjoy programming for myself. I'm not sure I would enjoy programming for others, but it's all good. Um, I coached, I coached my last class tonight uh, ahead of my quote unquote maternity leave from the gym. (laughs) Really. It's like, you know, it's super hot in the gym on, I'm on my feet, but it's, it's really more like we're going away for the 4th of July, hopefully going away for games, like all that stuff. So let me give you a little going away 45 minute workout on top. Yeah, of I know. So. Right. Not fair, but well, it was speaking nice. of really long workouts, we should bring up our sponsor who are great at helping me get through long workouts. Ooh, they're amazing. Go on. Yes. Go so on. You can, we've had, you can on here before. I, I mean, like, I know I say this all the time, but I turned down sponsors. I turned one down today, by the way, for the oh. Instagram page. And uh, not for us, for the Instagram page. So don't yell at me. I and, was like, who was um, it? Well, I'm just looking. I'm just not going to sponsor things I don't believe in. And this no, you can I totally stuff, agree. I love it. Like, it is my go-to. I get these little squeezy. If anybody watches this, I got this little squeezy bottle, right? 70 calories, 15 grams of super starch. I'm telling you, I take one of these before if the workout is anything longer than 20 minutes, I take one of these and I never hit the wall. And that is no yeah. exaggeration. Now keep in mind, I'm 50 and I have one speed. So take that into account, but I gave it to an 18 year old kid who claims he's going to go to the game someday. And he came back the next day going, Oh my God, what did you give me? That was the greatest. Yeah. 
No, it's true. I, I love working with you, Can, because um, the squeezy packets, especially, they're actually called the Edge packet. Um, right. If you go on their website, it's called Edge Energy. Um, and you Can is really cool because of everything that they put into the squeezies and their granola and their bars and their whatever. Like they're they're literally making energy products, right? Because caffeine and sugar don't really last and they're, they're not easily digestible and you can has this sort of energy carby type formula that actually helps you without spiking your blood sugar levels uh, and without letting you crash. So all their products are awesome, but the squeezies, i.e. the edge energy packets are our new favorite. Yeah. Sure. Calling it, keep calling them squeezy. This is why I'm not in marketing. <laughs> and of course you called it carby. So you're just as bad. Um, well, but I like that you can is, is like, just demolishing like the scariness around carbs because carbs are energy and you need them to work out. So like carbs are not scary or bad. Like they have this super starch formula that they make and and we love it because it actually works. It actually like gives you the energy you need to work out. So go figure. Let me tell you what I love about this as a master's athlete. A lot of people you're, you're, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, appreciate this in the state that you're in and you probably will the state after you have the baby is that I don't like to drink big shaker bottles of pre-workout because it makes me have to go pee like uh-huh. two or three times before the workout. And so I could take these and I don't have to at all because there's no liquid. It's just a, you know, it's like a gel. It's almost like a gel you would take um, when you're running a marathon, yeah. you know, um, you know, not quite as, you know, not as sugary and not as yep. gross as those things. Yeah. Those are gross. You know, so um, for me, like, that's the point. Like I don't have to go hit the bathroom two or three times before I go do double unders. You know? Yeah. It's great. Fair. Relatable. Yeah. Girl, I hear you. That, that uh, well, will, if you want to try soon, <laughs> that is me already. If you want to try some squeezies, <laughs> i.e. some edge energy uh, or anything else from you can check them out. It is U-C-A-N, you can dot C-O. Uh, you can enter code WODS, W-O-D-S for a discount off your first order and or think there's a link in your bio, right? Yes. Link in my bio. <laughs> Um, and worth mentioning, just as a little segue, that um, some top UCAN athletes like Scott Panchik and Emily Rolf have qualified for the games this season. And we are talking about the remaining athletes who are still going to be fighting for two, just two more spots at the games after this weekend's last chance qualifier. And it's a stacked field, man. I was looking at it. Now, of course, obviously, you know, Spencer and Fee are two that I know personally. And so I was kind of thinking this morning, okay, well, they'll be the cream of this crop. And then I pulled it. I'm like, damn, that's a, that's a good crop. (laughs) It's going to be really hard to, you know, especially if you're only taking two. So tough. I know. And really interesting workouts, in my opinion, to like base this last qualifier off of like really classic CrossFit. So I, I understand the theory behind it, but also like kind of low skill, kind of like very accessible. It's just interesting. Like, I think I, I understand the complete test where we've gone from here because all these athletes have now done the open and done the corner finals. They've been to a live semi. So like, here's, you know, here's the last stage. It is very complete as a test, but just like interesting programming to now judge who the final athletes are going to be. I think. 
Yeah, I thought so. I actually watched the videos today. That's how much I love you, Nikki. You did my oh, research. Oh, you did research. Thank I, you. I did. I watched the and because I thought the same thing. Like I saw the workouts and I tried to reserve judgment. Like at first glance, you're like, what is this boring stuff? And then I started thinking about it. Like I sat on it for a night and I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, if you've got, you know, however many athletes this is, you know, 20 athletes or so on each side that are trying to qualify, you really you just want to get the best two. You don't need to get fancy. You know, traditional CrossFit's the way to go. And so in that regard, yep. really kind of nailed it. And then they're kind of sneaky hard when you really look at them, like those the 100 burpees with the 12-inch target you know, above, above your reach is actually harder than even that. So they, they start behind a line. They have to step up to a line. And then they're touching the 12-inch target is against a wall. So imagine reaching to with your outer hand, your inner hand, right, the one closest to the wall. And at 50 burpees, they have to turn and face the other direction. So it's really specific direction. So there will be a little, it won't be as easy as just coming in and doing hundred burpees real fast. Like there's a little strategy involved. I think it's going to be awkward and weird for them because mm-hmm. they're doing burpees next to a wall. You have to be really deliberate about where your feet land. So you can reach up and touch that target. Like it's kind of, you know, I'm not going to call it genius, but it's, it's, Low-key sneaky by Dave. So totally low-key sneaky and some shit that we can all relate to, which is my favorite. I mean, obviously, like these elite athletes and what they can do and what they're capable of are so beyond anything I can even comprehend. But when you look at just coming up from the community and where where they're landing and how they're being tested, I love a solid test that we can all relate to. We've all done 100 burpees, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, three, three rep deadlift, which, you know, I think is spicy. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a movement everyone can do, but I, I, I would suspect it's not something these athletes are in working on every day, you know? Right, so it'll right. be interesting to see who, you know, pulls that no pun intended. Um, yeah. you know, and then I thought the one with the rowing and the dumbbell snatch, the hang dumbbell snatches was interesting because it'll probably come down to whoever's the best row. Like that one's going to really hurt. It's going to hurt really, really bad. Cause all of those athletes will be able to do those snatches unbroken. What's the rep yep. scheme? It's like, it's a weird rep scheme, like 42, like 40 something, 30 something. Like yeah. it's, yeah. But, it, but it's not prohibitive enough for a games athlete where they will have to break it. So they'll, right. they'll blow through those. And then you got to get on that rower and blow your lungs out. And it'll be, that's going to, that's going to hurt. It's whoever well, it's, can it's, go to that spot. The hardest will win that. And it's pull, pull. So like, yeah it's it's how do you mitigate this sort of like stimulus back to back how good are you of an athlete that that doesn't bug you and or how well can you game it so that you you can mitigate the the difficulty of a pull pull stimulus well like i was looking at these workouts and like and thinking of some of the athletes that we've seen recently and so you and i were at west coast classic and on the men's side, there was, you know, my bro, Spencer, Panchek, mm-hmm. and Dolan Pepper, who's also a bro, by the way. I love that dude. Yep. Um, we'll be going head to head again, right? And they are almost opposite athletes. So Dolan, if I'm, I'm probably butchering his name. Dallin, but you're, Dallin. you're close. You're close. Dallin. That's good. Close enough. Yeah. And again, nicest kid you'll ever meet, by the way. Great family. Yeah. Like, really good dude. Uh, big. He's a big boy. That happened out of nowhere. Can yeah. I just say, hold on. Can I just say this real quick side note? I've been interviewing Dallin since he was 15 years old. Okay. Cause I'm old and I did, I did um, age groups for a long time at games. And so I know the family really well. And I've known him since he was a 
child. He, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I look back at photos of the two of us. I have pictures of the two of us together every single year at games. He is a monster. They did not make 19 year olds looking like that when I was 19. I'll tell he's you like that. two men. He's not even one man. He's like two men. He's so insane. big. insane. And now he's like old. He's like grown up. He's married. Like, I can't believe I like look at him yeah. and I'm like, I, I like knew you when you were just a baby. He's got gray I'm hair. So he's on no. a retirement plan. It's, uh, his knees hurt. His knees know? hurt. He complains about his low back. No, he's a big boy. So, you know, he'll he'll likely kill the three rep dead max. You would imagine. Totally, big, totally, big totally. Now he's also tall, so that might hurt him. But like he's, we know he's strong. We know he's strong really strong, right? Mm-hmm. So he should do well at that. He's also tall. He is tall, like especially yep. compared to this field. So he should do well in the row. Yep. So that so those two should be really good for him. But then I look at the other two workouts and I you know do like Spence who you know is also very strong and can is a good rower, but he is smaller, he's lighter, like he should be able to kill that burpee wad and he can go to that place where you need to. Uh and then the final wad, which I can't remember the entire thing, but it's like squat cleans and, and rope climbs and like it's it's double unders, squat cleans, and legless rope climbs, yeah. and then the squat cleans get heavier, but the rep scheme gets smaller. Like you put a pan check near a rope and they are going up it. Like totally. That, that's their thing, you know. So it my point to that is it's gonna be really interesting to see four classic workouts and to really see how the field breaks out. I'm like, you know, not just with those two, to see how the field breaks out where they're strong, where they're not as strong. It'll be, it's going to be a fun weekend. To say the do you want to, do you want to throw some names out there? Some picks yeah, for, for the top, top spots. Yeah. So like, all right, we'll start with this. So I'm already talking about men. Why don't we just stick to the men for a minute? So I was looking at kind of each uh, event that they came from. So Atlas, Mid-Atlantic, Granite Games, mm-hmm, West Coast, mm-hmm. German. Uh, we don't have to go through all of them. But I think James Newberry is a name that everyone should recognize. And he's in, yep. he's in the States now yep. in Nashville. So um, he's training with the proven team now. Yeah, I know. And we do love us some James Newberry and, and he was right on the, but he, he almost qualified. I think he was one spot out at Torian, if I remember right. So um, really solid on his part. Um, coming out of Asia, Roman Krenikov. You can never count that guy out. So, you know, again, big, strong dude. A couple of those workouts will really lend toward what he's really good at. I think, obviously, Spencer and, and Dallin are there. And actually, all three coming out of West Coast. Cedric LaPlante, I mean, had a great weekend. So I, I think any of those you would likely see, you know, and it's no offense to the others. Like, I mean, there are a lot of really talented athletes in the others. But for me on the men's side, that's kind of the cream of the crop. Anybody I missed? In your opinion? You know, I don't think it's a question of, you're not missing anyone. There are just so many great names that it's like, it's hard to like, uh, I don't know how you decide on like just two or just four. I'm, I'm totally with you on James. Um, I think that, I think Roman was like on my list, but then I have questions on whether or not he can even like make it to the US. So if I'm actually looking at who I think is going to qualify Totally agree on James. I totally agree on Dallin. Um, there's a couple, like, in my opinion, kind of like out of left field guys that might surprise us because these are sort of like big boy workouts, like big, powerful dude workouts. Um, Giannis Papadopoulos out of Greece. Uh, that's a big boy, and we know he's strong. 
Um, so I just feel like he might not be a name that you're really considering, but looking at the programming, you might, you might want to start thinking about. Um, and then I am a huge fan of Dennis Samsonov, who is the fittest wizard. I don't know if you guys follow him. Oh, is that him? That's totally him. Isn't that cool? I kind of want him to get in now just so he'll do a dance at the games. I know. Um, so, but like, it's just wild. Like it's such a stacked field. Any of these guys, any of these guys could go. Alexander Carone, we've seen such great stuff from Tyler Christopher has been getting better and better every single season. Oh, but if I, if I just, oh wait, but then Angelo DiCicco, I forgot, completely <laughs> forgot that he qualified out of the Mac. Do you know he wasn't even supposed to do the open this year? He wasn't going to, cause he was hurt. He hurt his back like real bad. And he wasn't training and he sort of like ditched super competitive crossfit from when he was a teen and became a firefighter and was like working on his career and like being a young man and wasn't even going to do the open and then did the open and got to the Mac and then almost qualified out of the Mac. So I don't know. I'm going to say James and Dallin are the two. I'm going to just okay. go it. So I'm in agreement with you. Well, if I got to go down to two, I'm doing Spence and James. Those are my two. But Dallin's <laughs> of my hot list. Spence is on my hot list. Uh, how do you pick just two? It's like picking your favorite kid. I know. It, the truth is, Spence was one event away from qualifying. If it wasn't for that ruck round, he would have qualified. He killed hey. those. He killed those last four workouts at at uh, West Coast. All right, women, women, women. You go okay. first. You got women, women. Okay. Um, I have Steph. Of course, and she's your it's bestie. Not just because she's my bestie, um, but also because. Just the level of fitness that she showed at Granite and her like comeback kid, you know, that's who she is. She's so injured. Like she hurt her elbow first thing in the snatch and she was still able to make it to the slash chance qualifier. So if she's healthy, I just think she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, And then if I had to pick one more, ah, I think I would pick C. Yeah, uh, I, but then it's just tough. I also want to pick Alexis Raptus. Oh, but I also want to pick Christy Armo. Help me. I don't know. Well, so here's, look, I, I'm just going to kind of go through each event. I love Paige Semenza um, just as a person. Oh. She's a total sweetheart. Um, looking at this field, though, I think, you know, and, and the way the workouts stack up, I think Fee has a really good shot. Like, you know, the workouts kind of lend towards some of her strengths. Christy Armo, I would never count her out of anything. I think she tends, at least, you know, I hear people say she tends to be more of an endurance type athlete and none of these are really endurance wads. Like they're not, none of them are very long, but she's a veteran. And I've said forever, like, don't ever count out a vet ever. Like people that have been around the game for a while that really understand it, get into a competition. They do well, obviously Steph got to love her. Uh, Emma tall who had a great, you know, German, there's a little part of me that wants Emma to go just to get oh, redeemed for that whole that drama, the whole debacle that went down with that. Oh. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how she does, you know, and it, you know, again, it's a second online competition for her. And if, you know, it seems to be a, a good format for her. So she might do really, really well. Um, yeah. If I had to go to two though, I think we're probably going to be in alignment fee and stuff. Okay. Um, like Cole McGinney. I mean, there's so many good ones here. 
I don't know. There are, there's a lot of women who come with a lot of experience. Maddie Sturt's in the field, Alethea Boone's in the field, Karen Frey's in the field, like just women who, who have been in competition over and over again. And I, I wonder how much that is going to matter now that we've done these sort of like back to back to back to back competition. I mean, they haven't had a lot of turnaround time from these semis. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, exactly how they, (laughs) did they know how to taper their training? Did they know how to recover well? Do they know how to get back to it? I think that some experience is going to play into that. So it should be interesting. Yeah, it will be. I mean, because you think the, you know, the ones that competed in, in, uh, as an example at the Mac have had far more time to recover and train than those who are at the West Coast Classic. But yep. there's also the argument that, you know, you're still in pure competition mode coming off West Coast Classic. So yep. I don't know. I, for events like this, I tend to think it, whoever has the most, you know, uh, games level experience or the most competition experience has the best shot. And on the women's side, that's probably Steph, Christy, and Fee. Christy. You know? Yeah. But, you know, that's no slight to anyone that's on this list. Like, there's so many good athletes on both sides. Like, we could, you know, next week we could be talking about Christine Colenbrander and Tyler Eggeman and oh, sure. how, how they dominated this because they're all great athletes. There's no one on this list that's not a great athlete, you know. So, the only thing I wish – you know, we don't need to get into the full discussion, but you know, they just announced they're not going to name uh, backfill for people who can't make it. And mm-hmm. there's a little part of me that wishes they would force you to prove you can make the trip before you compete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, James is in the state oh. so we know if he makes it, he's going, he's here. But if Roman wins this thing and then can't make the trip, they're not going to backfill him or so I understand. Right. But I also don't think it's fair because these athletes can't necessarily get like guarantees from their countries. I I don't want to penalize them, but there's the other part of me. It's like, all right. So, you know, he knocks out somebody in the States by one point and he can't go. And the kid that got knocked out by one point, who's equally fit, doesn't get to compete at all. Like just kind of sucks, you know? And I know the argument, like I'm getting yelled at last night for going, well, they didn't qualify. So they don't deserve it. I'm like, I get that. But the people that aren't going have a pretty good sense. They're probably, they're taking the gamble. You know, it's like, I don't know. Well, I, I, just, I don't know. I think, I think everyone on this list is taking the gamble. I think travel is, is difficult for everyone. And I think that everyone qualified up to this point. So they should get the exact same shot to go on from here. I actually don't mind not backfilling because we are so close to the event. Like that is backfilling at this point is just, it sounds like a logistical nightmare to me. You know, it's, these people are going to qualify. They need a certain amount of time to figure out whether or not they can even come. And then, then you, then you start backfilling and then we're like two weeks away from games. Well, like I'm already stressed out about booking my ticket and, or planning my car ride. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I'm with you, but as a spectator and I will be a spectator there, one in five won't make this trip. And so I'm paying full price for 80% which kind of sucks, but you're still, you're paying full price for the top athletes. Still, you are seeing the top athletes and whether or not they didn't miss the qualification by one point or a hundred points, they didn't. Um, no, you could have somebody who's, if you stack rank this whole field, you could have the person stack rank number two, not be able to make the trip. You're not going to get all the top athletes. No, I'm talking about backfilling. If you were backfilling, like if these, if the, the top athletes from this last chance qualifier yeah. will go, It'll never convince me. That if, you know, James Newberry 
finishes third this weekend that he couldn't go to the games and still win it. It's a different event, totally different event. I don't disagree with that. That I don't disagree with, but this is the, this is the format we've got. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just think it's, I think it's a shitty format. That's my point. (laughs) I I don't mind of of all the different tests we've had so far. And we've had so many different ones in person and not in person and, and in your gym. And I mean, and given the state of the world still, I, I like where we're landing. Yeah, but I, I see. But I hear your argument. I do hear your argument. I just feel bad for the teens and the masters. It's less the games athletes, where I know we'll still get, you know, they'll still get twenty really good. If you know, if they have one in five, they can't make it. You'll still get twenty really good athletes. Yeah. I just feel bad for the teens that aren't going to get the chance to have that competition. When you will have some really good athletes that could make the trip. I understand the whole argument. It's just there's also something to be said for building the sport up and giving people experience. And but it's not like we're paying the teens anyway. They don't get paid a cent to do this. It no, costs them all money. So no, that I do. Come, let them come. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's different than the, than the elites that are getting paid if they, you know, get there. Um, well, getting paid if they win. Yeah. If they place, you know, right. yeah. getting paid poorly, but that's a, it was a whole different podcast. Oh, I'm done for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that podcast another night. Okay. Deal. Sounds okay. good. When I can rant about that stuff, but this will be a fun weekend. I am excited to see it. It's fun watching. So, yeah. Um, although I have uh, no idea how are they broadcasting this? You're yeah. The- so yeah, I will tell you. So we are we are doing some virtual coverage. Um, I'll be doing virtual sideline reporting, kind of like I did for the Lowlands Throwdown a few weeks ago. So if you keep an eye on games.crossfit.com, we'll have recaps. Um, athletes are going to send in their videos. They did actually did a really good job of it, in my opinion, last time where they like put a bunch of videos on the screen simultaneously. So it kind of felt like you were watching live competition. Um, and I'll be doing, <laughs> I'll be doing zoom sideline interviews. Um, so be able to hear from the athletes and it should be really, really cool. You know, we're, we're making it work. These athletes are all over the world and some of them are waking up early and I'm staying up late to talk to them about how it's, how it's been going for them. So definitely uh, check it out. Tune in to watch. I know I bet you a lot, Nikki. However, I will say you guys have done a really nice job with how difficult it is to interview people all over the world and all the online stuff that they're doing. And like, I know it's, you know, particularly for a company this size, it's, it is a logistical nightmare. So I'm not going to quit bitching. It's fine. Neither will I behind the scenes either. But but I do understand it's hard work and I don't, I want to say out loud, you know, I respect how hard people are working because I, I get that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The production team, especially on the back end, I mean, these people are up literally 24 hours a day on competition weekends to get the footage and ingest it and cut it all and make it look good. So shout out to all those guys in the back, Charlie and Irv and those guys that are, man, they don't sleep. Um, at least I have my interviews are like 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> I can take a break. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see it. So uh, after this, what do we have next? So we've Ooh, I'm excited. So um, before we close out the show, we have an awesome clip to share with everyone. This was inspiration from um, our dad series that we kind of started to do around Father's Day of this year. Um, and we've been catching up with the fathers of games athletes, elite athletes to kind of get some interesting perspective on what it's like to have an elite athlete your family and also like trying to get some dirt on the on the girls and boys obviously um but this is one of my favorite episodes that we recorded it's a short interview with papa carrie 
i.e. the chillest man on the planet. He is very chill. Um, They were so cute, I thought. He's just a proud dad of a 19-year-old girl, you know? Yeah. No, she's 17, right? Baby. Yeah, she's a baby. baby. And we talked to him like just after Emma Carey, his daughter did so well at the Granite Games. So we had like that energy and that, that big dad energy, if you will, <laughs> um, to go off of. So I've been excited to share this interview with everyone for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, what we'll have to do next is we'll have to get uh, Saxon to come on to talk about his new twins. And then oh, uh, who, who are they? You have a name for them. Yes. Oh, the pan chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yes! So disappointed. He hasn't used that joke yet. Um, <laughs> they're so cute. Oh my God. They're so cute. Uh, but we're going to have his dad on and we should get Saxon on to talk about his twins. And Pat Vellner has a baby now. So we got to get him on to talk about his baby. There's so many athletes. And then uh, in August, we can get Matt on to talk about his baby. I know. That I make for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Matt to come on just to describe what, what it was like to watch you give birth. Oh, my God. he's good. He would tell you everything, too. I think he wants to, like, watch. Did you watch? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that back for all the money in the world. I like that. I think he's, he's like so interested in like the, just the science and the miracle of life and all that good stuff. I mean, I just, I like don't dig when dudes are like, don't look because you'll never be the same. Like, okay, come on. Oh, I'm scarred. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. I'm scarred for life. No, it, look, it, it is, it's nasty. You can't, yeah, there's, there's nothing you can do about it, but you also like, Come on, you watch your kid take their first breath. I might start crying talking about it. We gotta go talking about this. I'm telling you, it's like it's an amazing experience. Both times. Like you you go on the second time thinking, all right, I'm a pro at this now. I'll hold it together. And you find yourself you're sobbing like a wuss, just Aww. you know, holding your baby as they're taking their first breaths. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's very cool. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, bring that uh that big dad energy. You bring it to you and Papa Carey. So done. Consider it done. All right. Well, this is fun, Nikki, as always. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. Make sure you tune in and uh, see if we were right on our predictions. Fun fact, we probably weren't. And uh, we will chat with you guys soon. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. Two nights in a row I get to see you. I know. And you look like you're trying out for Greece. Look at you. You got your little hair like thing it. in and your yeah. glasses on and pink. You're rocking it. I think I'm trying to bring it back. Let's I like bring it. back this look. Why not? It, it never left. It never left. Yeah. Well, we are on our uh, our third series of Father's Day posts. And before we jump into it, did you see O'Roy on the CrossFit Instagram page today? No, tell yes. me. Yes, it's it's on. He's on there. I had um, I'd shared a post with them, and it was like during the open. I don't know like what made him find it and decide to post it, but um, all of a sudden, there's old Roy on the CrossFit main page, the actual CrossFit page. I'm like, he's going to be insufferable now. This is all I'm going to hear from him is how famous <laughs> he is in CrossFit and uh, everybody being so inspired by all his burpees. I'm like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> he, you know, he thinks he's the famous one of the two of you. He is the famous one of the two of us. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I agree with that. He he owns it, and believe me, my mom never hears otherwise. He just that's all he talks about. It's great. It's really good stuff. I right? love it. 
Perfect. Very appropriate and timely, given that we're doing this little uh, Father's Day series leading up to Father's Day 2021. And we have Mike Carey, who's Emma Carey's dad here. And thanks so much for joining us, Mike. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're probably the most famous dad of the moment, I would imagine. Emma's on right? fire. Uh, you know, I I think it's, uh, well, it is a little different because um, we live in a pretty rural town, pretty small town. And, um, you know, people are asking me now, are you Emma's dad? When, I, when they see me and, and it's, uh, it's certainly not about me anymore, which I, I couldn't be happier about. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm famous or not, but uh, I sure am proud. I know that. Well, Mike and I have been in exchanging DMs now. It's been, feels like a couple of years now. Like um, I started following the teen athletes. I mean, like everybody else, but when I went, I think the last time I was at the games, I was following, I got a chance to, you know, kind of catch up on Emma's career at the time. And like, you could always kind of tell, at least I feel like I can, you can always tell like the difference in the teens, like the ones you go, all right, that one's going to be special. And then there are others that are just good teen athletes, you know, and there's no offense to them. It's just like, you can tell, and like Emma was one I thought earlier. I'm like, she's something different about her. And Mike would message me and like, you know, think she was doing or whatever. And, and then it just, this last year, you know, just a ridiculous year for her. Like every time she does something, I'm like, Oh my God, how did she clean that? Or how did she snatch that? And just like her progression has been, so incredible is it does it blow your mind like it blows mine because every time I see something it just it doesn't seem even human to me well yeah it absolutely does you know and, and maybe a little less extent because you know I watch her work day in day out I mean the hours that she puts in is it's really staggering um I I work out with her I I can't really say I'm a training partner I would like to claim that but you know, it's, it's way too much volume for an old guy, but, uh, I do enjoy watching her do things and just, the the purpose that she attacks her day and just her, her mental game is absolutely unbelievable. It's next to none. So, um, it is surprising when I see some of the things that she does and I'm just, you know, it's gotten to the point where I'm, not really wanting people to ask me what my numbers are on snap. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I'm good. Well, I mean, let's be fair, Mike, she snatched 200 at the granite game. So like that, that's a respectable number for any, anyone, male, female, like that's a, mm-hmm. that's a crazy amount of weight. And, and well, you know, I would, I, I'd hate to say effortless because certainly there's a lot of effort there. Like her forms just, damn they're perfect like it's just gorgeous you know but i watch it and i'm like i'd have no shot i'm a i'm a reasonably strong dude for a 50 year old i'd have no shot at that lift and man she was just under it so fast blew my mind totally blew my mind it was a lot of fun um you know to be in the stands we were right in front of her and actually on the grass berm there at the uh, in the end zone uh and I was standing next to her, her coach uh, with brute strength. And, and he, he was telling her 200 and she was holding up the five pound plates. Oh, <laughs> you know, she was really wanting to hit 205, but uh, you know, it wouldn't have changed her score one bit, her placement one bit, but um, yeah, you know, she, she had that, she had that number in mind. They'd kind of, 
to me, um, it seemed like they had originally said you were going to have six minutes to work up to your one rep, and then they ended up making it more of a, a spotlight snatch, which was which was fine. Um, kind of changed the game plan a little bit, but uh, it was it was about a three pound PR on the competition floor. You really you can't ask for any more, honestly. Mike, how did she? fall into the level of dedication that you need to become this type of elite level athlete, like so young, like where did she find that? How did she fall into that? You know, it's a really great question, Nikki. Um, and it's hard. It's one of those things that it's really hard to kind of nail down. Um, Emma has always, always kind of tried to attack, not just CrossFit, but every area of her life with excellence. Um, you know, she's a hard worker when, whether it be schoolwork, uh, whether it be helping out around here, uh, just whatever she does, she absolutely wants to, to focus on it and do it to the best of her ability. And, um, always driven, especially with CrossFit, it's, it's that, you know, it's that 1% better that you hear people talk about. And, you know, she, She's literally on a pursuit that she will never be good enough. If you know what that, mm-hmm. what I mean, she always, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, when she wins the CrossFit game, she'll be like, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that better. Um, and just chasing that excellence, just every step of the way, um, where it comes from. <laughs> I'll tell her mom, I don't know. <laughs> Mike, that, that can be, that is so incredible. And she, you need that drive in order to be a top level competitor, but a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? Like being that type of perfectionist or striving for that kind of excellence, it could leave you with a lot of disappointment and a lot of difficult times. How, as a dad, are you there for her to say, you know, like you, you, you did the best you could, or, or you really couldn't have done better. I mean, that, I feel like that might be difficult at times. It is difficult. You know, it is a little bit of a balancing act because, um, she does want, you know, I mean, I mean, what she wants is simple and that's just to be the best, which mm-hmm. is not simple. Um, and so I think it's, you know, and I'm glad to say that there has been a little bit of a shift in her mental focus from, uh, from maybe it not being, you know, saying, boy, that was not good. That was not good enough to saying, you know, next time I'm going to do A, B, and C to make this better. Um, you know, it, I think it's more of a mental thing to kind of keep the disappointment at bay because, you know, to, to never feel like you're good enough would have to be torturous and and to know to to go out on that competition floor or to be at our garage gym here or at affiliate and to see progress, to see, you know, whether it be faster cycle time on a barbell or, you know, more efficient movement of some sort, to see those little incremental things. Um, I think she, you know, in my view, she switched her focus to that, which is it's maturity, you know, I mean, it's, it's maturity that you, gosh, you don't see in a lot of people in general, let alone uh, somebody who's just barely 17. So can you tell Nikki, I'm a little proud. 
<laughs> well deserved. Uh, John and I say this all the time because we've both had the privilege of working alongside the uh, the teen athletes for a couple of seasons now. And we say all the time, especially on the show, like you can tell these kids are so much more than athletes. Like they're good, respectable, responsible kids. Like there's, there's so much more that comes with <laughs> being able to snatch 200, you know, that, that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of their peers are missing and they seem to have like, they seem to be just buttoned up in all those other really important pillars of how they're building their social practices and how they're interacting with one another and their core values. Like it all feels like it lines up. Maturity is a good way of, of putting it. What's interesting to me about the teams too, though, is that you, it's easy to forget their teens. Like I watched Emma out there competing and, um, you know, I realized she finished third, but in my mind, she won the granite games. I mean, not for a, you know, stumble over the box in that last round of lunges, she would have been first. And so you look at it and go, well, she can compete with the best in the world. There's absolutely no doubt. And then you watch the teens like come off the field and then they become teens again. That for me, that's the fun part. Like they start goofing off with their friends and they're laughing and joking. And you're like, okay, yeah, they're just like my daughters, except they're really, really strong, <laughs> you know, really fit. <laughs> so so how, do I, how do I make one of those? Someone tell me, how do I get this kid that's in my belly to be like that? You're that's asking the wrong guy. Ask Mike. That's, that's his forte, not mine. Mine won't even clean their room. I tell you, um, you know, to me, um, one thing, you know, we've always tried to make ourselves proud when it comes to Emma, her mom and I, we, um, we've, we've pretty much just put our lives on hold, which, you know, we've been married a long time and we can do that. Um, and focused on, on Emma because we feel like that's the right thing to do. Um, you know, we're pretty much made, we're pretty much where we're going to be. Um, and if we can, if we can dedicate some extra time and some extra effort and keep her going down this path and to help maintain what she's doing, really, it's our pleasure. It's, uh, we wouldn't do anything different. Uh, the, you know, the big, the big key, Nikki is just time, spend all the time you can. And, uh, I've always tried to, I know you weren't really seriously asking, but I'm going to answer anyway. Uh, the, uh, you know, we've decided that uh, we were going to raise our kid. We weren't going to farm him out and not everybody can do that. And we were going to take all the time. And, and when she talked, we listened. Um, if it was important to her, it was important to us. And it's really, there's no, there's no magic bullet here. It's just, it's just an exercise of time and priority. And what's, I love that. Well, and, and to your credit, Mike, like every time I see her post something, you know, she's always so gracious in victory and, you know, she's, you know, giving credit to God, not to even taking it herself, you know, even with all the hard work she's putting in, like just really, really mature young lady. When did you guys realize she was this talented? Like she posted a video the other day when she was like, I, if I'm remembering right, she was like 12, maybe like really young. And you know, so we're talking, you know, five years now. Like, when did you figure it out? I think she was 10 and uh, she's given me the 10 hand signal in the corner here. But <laughs> she, uh, you know, it was it was one of those things where I started CrossFit briefly. And uh, when I would come home and uh, I tell you, I don't know, maybe I guess I've been doing CrossFit for seven years and maybe 
time makes you forget, but it hasn't me yet. Do you remember how incredibly sore and beat up you were the first two to three? That I still am. I still am. Okay. I refer to this specialty (laughs) as the first month of CrossFit sore. And to this day, we've been CrossFitting for a decade. To this day, when we, like when Matt and I complain or when someone in the gym complains about like feeling sore, I my go-to is always, are you sore or are you first month of CrossFit sore? Because first month of CrossFit sore is when you cannot lower yourself onto the toilet. That's a hundred percent correct. You know, and I mean, dread getting your feet on the floor first thing in the morning, because it's just going to hurt, you know, and I would come home feeling like that. She'd be like, what'd you do today, daddy? And she'd drag me out in the front yard and I'd run her through the workout. And, you know, it, it was, uh, Finally, I said, hey, Em, why don't you just come with to a kid's class? And um, I tell you, it took one time, and she was absolutely sold out. Uh, matter of fact, she she came home in the first couple of weeks and wrote a poem about CrossFit, and it's still hanging on the wall at the gym. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, my uh, gosh, my heart. Well, I, I've written a few points about CrossFit, too, but they're not able to be read in front of 17-year-olds. So Yeah, yeah, we don't put those on the show. We don't put Is those it? on the show in, in any capacity. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah, we're very proud. And, and we are, you know, we're also, we're thankful for some of the contacts and the connections we've made. This one included, you know, I've, I've enjoyed even though it's, you know, we might send a flurry of messages every six months and, and everything. It's always, uh, it's always rewarding to know good people. So I appreciate it. You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, interesting people we've met. Probably one of the most interesting that we met at the Granite Games was, uh, one of the rogue workers who was, you know, helping assemble the rig. He was a supervisor and we talked to him a couple times and he finally introduced himself to me. It's Dave Castro's brother, Kenny. So, Oh yeah. Kenny's awesome. He's the best. Amazing. I really enjoyed visiting with him. And, uh, he, uh, of course he had a lot of good things to say about Emma. So that always, that always helps, you know, but yeah, so it's, it's been a fun journey. And honestly, I feel like we're probably just getting started. Oh, for sure. It'll be an interesting trip to the games for you guys this year. Um, the, you know, as you know, the elite athletes get a much different experience than the teen athletes do. And, and now that Emma's, you know, had her big moment on the, the granite game stage, people are going to know who she is. So they're going to, they're going to want to, you know, get photos and autographs and it'll be a real interesting moment. Like it's, it's fun. Yeah, it absolutely will be. And, and, you know, it's, uh, I really admire and the fact that she is uh, able to kind of stay in her own lane, keep in her own headspace, keep in a good area. Because, you know, it. Uh, we noticed a lot of people were wanting to interview and talk and visit with Emma at the Granite Games, and um, which is, you know, very cool. Um, CrossFit actually sent a filmmaker out uh, for to document her quarterfinals journey and just a great guy. You know, we really enjoyed visiting with Torrin and having him here and just trying to treat him like family. But so it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's been a really surreal experience for me because 
you know, we're just, I mean, honestly, we're just kind of common people who uh, just kind of believe in doing right and working hard. So, I, I love that that's the lesson here. I love that. Like, that's my favorite part of, of meeting you guys and, and of Emma coming through. And I'm sure I will see it when I eventually end up doing sideline interviews with her at the games. It's like, how'd you get here? You know, what have you done? All the hard work is leading up to this moment. And I love, I love that the answer is, you know, my parents help cultivate this and we're just common people who believe in doing the right thing. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I hope more people take a page out of that carry book, you know? Well, thank you. That's a compliment. You know, we've, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We've, and, and honestly, she's been very easy to raise, which is probably good. Cause I probably didn't need a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least me, I mean, that's, that's kind of the takeaway here. I don't think I was quite as easy to raise as she has been. So how do you guys explain this whole CrossFit phenomenon to friends and family? Cause I try to explain CrossFit to people that don't CrossFit and it's like trying to explain, you know, complex physics to someone. Is it, is it a struggle? Is it funny? Like what's it seem like to your friends and family? Well, it is, it's, it's, I'll be interested to see if you guys have had this experience, you know, they're, you try, you tell people it, it has all these gymnastic strength and aerobic components. And, you know, you try to kind of get it out there. And and invariably, the conversation always turns to, so are you training for American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> for that, I bet we hear that at least twice a month. You know, anybody that has no affiliation with CrossFit, that that's where they go. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is kind of an interesting thing when you have, you know, Emma's, Emma's uh, friend group, of course, is mainly gym people, but like her school friend group, man, they have, they're proud of her, but they have no clue what she does. I mean, it's just, and I think she's invited them to come and they're like, nah, that doesn't sound like fun to me. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a different path she's chosen. And, um, She's glad she's on it. We're glad she's on it. Yeah, it's hard to describe. I I inevitably end up just saying that it's like a combination of weightlifting and gymnastics. And people, send, people tend to be like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, and then we like have a big worldwide competition. And then we whittle down the best athletes to basically what is the quote unquote Olympics of CrossFit. And they're like, oh, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, we do that too, and then it's like, oh, so you're gonna go to the Olympics? It's like, kind of, sort of. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah. You, you should try try explaining it in my world, Mike. The first time I had to go to my boss and tell him I was flying out to Santa Cruz to meet with somebody at CrossFit, so I had to explain what CrossFit is, why I had to go to California, why I'm 50 years old and running a meme page. Like you start adding all that together, they're like, this is weird. Why are you, why are you doing this again? You know, and they, <laughs> but they don't understand the community. For me, that's the beauty of it. And getting to connect with people like yourself and meet your families and, you know, see what these amazing young people are doing. And, you know, you just yeah. meet people all over the world. Like, I think that's why we all do it, you know, add that. And, you know, of course the Ninja Warrior connection. Well, that, yeah, of course. You oh. know, it, uh, well, we, uh, we actually just, came back, we went up and, and Emma had a piece that was more suitable to do at our affiliate. 
tonight than than at our garage gym just for floor space wise a handstand walk piece and so we went up there and you know we do a lot of training here where it's just me and her or me and her and, and marla in the box over there and you know you really you really do miss the community um sometimes you have to be so purposeful when you're training to be elite you really have to um you know you you really don't have time to to stop and visit you have to keep moving and um you know but when we get a chance to go up there and spend a couple hours and you know get the work done that we need to get done and get to visit it's a real bonus so the community is is a huge aspect of it um and you know wherever it seems like wherever we've gone, um, if it was our pre-CrossFit training days, as far as just kind of casual, you know, going vacation or something, it seems like we've always found a box that is basically like home, you know, yeah. um, whether it be in Pensacola, Florida or Galveston, Texas or LA, you know, we've always seemed to, to find people that welcome us in and, and, Chances are it's not because of me. Chances are it's because of Emma. But, uh, you know, because she she is a lot of uh, – she moves so well and, and so efficiently. People people who are any kind of a student of the sport, they see that and they're like, wow, she's really good. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I did that. Thanks very much. <laughs> so have, have you guys started um... – talking colleges like is this impacting college decision at all or are you keeping that totally separate from crossfit you know um we i think we're going to hold off a little bit um probably if you would have probably a year ago i would have been completely against that um you know she's she's currently like um well she's going into her senior year as uh she's sitting in the valedictorian valedictorian spot in her senior year. So, I mean, she's a very smart, smart girl. Um, takes hard classes, you know. She's already got a ton of college credit under her belt because of the, the classes she takes. Um, but there is probably the truth, probably the deciding factor for me was was how, how much I dislike the schedule that she has to keep. To, to perform at this level. Um, you know, she was able to do about two thirds of her classes virtually uh, this year. So she would get up, we would eat, she would maybe do a couple hours of homework. Then she would, we would train for two or three hours and she would go to school for a couple hours home, you know, doing all her fueling and everything. And then end up training sometimes another five, six, seven hours. And, you know, basically a day going from 8.30 to midnight with every minute obligated. And I thought, you know, really, um, I've got kind of an erratic schedule with my job. So, and, you know, I can tell I'm not as healthy as I should be for, for what I do. And I blame a lot of it on just kind of a, a terrible sleep pattern, terrible sleep schedule. Um, and, you know, it's, we talked about it and, College is always going to be there, and you know, to be a to be a professional athlete at any level, whether it be CrossFit, football, baseball, whatever it is, the season is incredibly short. 
you know, and so we're going to have, she's just going to focus on that and see where it takes her. And we support her. It, it, like I said, a year ago, I would have been like, no, no, you got to have a plan B, uh, especially basically she's choosing the hardest path she can because she could punch her ticket, do anything she wanted, you know, and this is what she's chosen. So we support her. Have, um, have you guys ever had the chance to talk to Annie Thor's daughter? I don't know. Have you met her yet? No, we have not. You no. know, we've seen her, been around her in warm up areas here and there, but as far as actually having a conversation, we haven't. Well, if you get a chance to, you should, if not, we should connect them. Nikki. So Annie yeah. would, would be a great resource for you as she went to school to be a, what's going to be a doctor. Is that right, Nikki? Do you remember? Something along those lines, yeah, something like, in the medical profession. And she did kind of what you're describing is she's put it on hold because she said exactly the same thing that the, you know, the season to, you know, be a professional athlete is short and she's, and, you know, just has this really great story about how rewarding it has been for her, you know, as opposed to, getting her medical degree. So, you know, she might be somebody for you guys to talk to that can. Uh, didn't Danny do the same thing? Like she yeah. started in the marine biology thing. And then she was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to focus on this whole CrossFit thing. So I'm going to just take a break and do that. I think the, I think the bottom line here is that it it's bringing her joy right now and she's excelling in it. So rather than hinder that process, cause I'm with you, Mike, I'd be like, mm, what's the plan here? You know what I mean? But <laughs> rather than hinder the process and force her into this schedule of, like you said, every moment dedicated, like as a 30 something who is still like that, like I, it's not healthy. It's not good. You know, I don't have free time in my day because of all the things I'm trying to do always like just focus, focus on the thing and graduating from high school in that valedictorian spot is going to mean that in a year, in two years, in three years, whenever it happens, she's going to be able to pick right back up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, um, it's a lot of people, I think, have trouble separating success from equating it with having a degree of some sort. Um, I think it's a wonderful path to take. You know, I don't. I don't discount education at all. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it's naive to think it's the only path. And, um, right. you know, and so I'm thankful that she, you know, again, displayed some maturity to know that because, you know, Emma does, Emma does love to please us, you know, as a family, she wants to, you know, I mean, she's, she's just a good person and, and everything. And, um, I'd kind of come to the conclusion of what I thought was right. And then we talked about it. We were kind of on the same, same sheet of music. So it was, uh, you know, it was great. It was, it was good to be able to have, you know, even more common ground. And, um, you know, there was some people like my folks, I thought, boy, they're not going to be on board for this. And, and, you know, they understood they're great people and, uh, they want what's best for Emma and kind of understand that, uh, if you've got something, I mean, my goodness, how many people go their whole lives and find and to looking for something that they're passionate about and sold out to and and maybe think they find it then realize in six months or a year later, it's like, yeah, maybe not. And, right. you know, um, yeah, I mean, she's a uh, seven years of hard work overnight success at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> my new goal, my new ultimate goal in life is to achieve a level of chill that the carries have. 
I know. That's right? like my new overall goal. I, I was actually sitting there thinking they've done such a great job with them. I was hoping they could adopt a 19 year old that I have upstairs right now that I can't seem to get to clean her room or do anything else around the house. Yeah. How about a future kid who's going to need to be raised really well? If I just ship them up to you, Mike, how about a boy? You want to do a boy next? Just right. send. Yeah. You know, I'd take a crack at it. I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah, of course. Cause because the carries are so chill. I'd be like, Oh, a kid showed up. All right, let's do this. So before we wrap up, Mike, I want to hear a little bit about you. You still, you still hitting the affiliate? You still going on and, and doing your workouts? You know, a lot of my time is spent just doing, doing things with Emma. Um, I tried to get up there and coach a couple of days of, you know, a couple of three classes a week. Um, Cause I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, it's, uh, I, I tell you though, the volume that Emma does is unreal. And I, uh, I sometimes, I sometimes think I'm going to scale it this way and maybe push her a little bit. And I just have to keep cutting things down a little bit so I can kind of keep her in my sights. It's, it's a different thing for sure. But yeah, we've got a great affiliate and, um, you know, it's fun to, it's fun to go, even if I don't, don't do a class workout. Like I, you know, it was just, it was like religion. I mean, it was every day, you know, but now it's, uh, we've just switched gears a little bit. So it's, it's good. Well, I, I gotta say, Mike, you know, the, the entire story is impressive, but I, I love the connection of, you know, how you've role modeled, you know, CrossFit, you know, to your child as she's young and, and, you know, you've had the the benefit reward and almost the curse to some degree of watching them just steamroll past you. Cause I can relate to that. Cause I've seen that happen in my own life, but then you also get the reward of seeing them steamroll past you. And I think that's a beautiful story. And uh, I, I know I'm not the only one saying it, but knock on, knock on wood, you very likely have a, a podium winner in your sights. Very, sure. very soon, if not this year, very soon for sure. So She's a special Thank athlete. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's one of those things, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's, you know, pushing towards that, that being better, being better. And, you know, um, the deeper she gets into it, the bigger the goals get, the scarier the goals get. So it's, uh, it's fun to watch, and it's going to continue to uh, – progress. I, you know, I can't, I honestly can't wait to see her on the competition floor in Madison. It's, you know, going to be a whole different set of tests. And, um, you know, it it was funny when the Granite Games workout started rolling out, it was like, Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. You know, I mean, just didn't matter what it was. She's like, yeah, I'm ready for that. I'll be good at that. And so, you know, she, uh, She's really worked hard to uh, sew up holes in her game. And, um, you know, that's not going to change the next, what, 42 days? Yeah, soon. Really soon. All right. So last thing, we have a weepy hormonal mom-to-be on this podcast with us, Mike. (laughs) Give your your best piece of dad advice to Nikki before she has this baby. Best piece of dad advice. Um, You know it's going to be something that she hears over and over again and probably already has honestly just hang on because it's a fun ride, but it's a fast ride. So enjoy, enjoy the small moments. Um, 
because it goes way too quick. Yeah, I have heard that from everyone. The The phrase that always gets me is it won't last because it's like, it's like this, you're up at 4am and you haven't slept and whatever. And you're telling yourself like, it won't last, thank God. But then you're, you know, you're feeding your little one and they're not so little anymore. And you're realizing that really it, it won't last. And that's like heartbreaking. And that's, that's kind of the phrase that always pops into my mind whenever anyone says anything like that. I'm like, I got to remember that one. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and you look up and she's standing out on the competition floor with all these names that you've, that you've watched on live stream for years. And, um, you know, you watch her run out with that purpose and it's like, wow, what happened? (laughs) So quick. See, now I'm going to be the weepy one. You can't do that to me. I, know, I was embrace talking, it. I, yeah, we, yeah. It's hard to embrace Nikki. It's hard. It's hard to embrace watching them grow up and move on. Like it really is. Like I'm struggling with it right now. I'm not gonna lie. Mine are 19, 17, and one's almost out of the house. The other one's looking at colleges. It's just like you just want them to still be babies again. So I'm gonna live vicariously through little Axel, John Woolley, Matt Fraser, Brazier. Matt Fraser, Brazier. <laughs> Perfect. My, you got that, it. That's my plan. Well, I'm just going to ship them off to you. Perfect. Here you go. Done. Perfect. Summer camp. Yeah, Summer camp yeah. at Make Watch Great Again. It's going to be good. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us. We really, really appreciate you coming in. Congratulations uh, to your family on the season. And Nikki and I are crazy excited to watch her go out and kill at the games. Nikki's going to be interviewing her right on the sidelines. So Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That sounds wonderful. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Nikki, great seeing you as always. As always. uh, For everyone listening, we will chat with you guys soon.